You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. I mentioned Sporting News here as uh, the place where you can find a lot of good draft content, including my seven-round mock draft that I put up earlier this week. That's what we're doing here, breaking it down, continuing that series here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We're up to the second half of my second round. If you missed the breakdown of the first round in two parts or what we looked at with the first half of the second round, you can check out those shows up at wherever you get your podcasts, and then we will move on and uh, also break down the third round in part. So we're going pretty deep here. Those will be our next two shows, and then we'll start our look at the Stockwatch quarterback rankings there. We will take the last two days of next week off there, heading into the Easter weekend. So abbreviated uh, number of shows, but still plenty of content analysis for you here. And we'll have a lot more as we get to the NFL draft and beyond with the analysis post-draft there for you on Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available for you on all platforms. All right. We left off at number 49 overall. For now, that pick belongs to the Saints. They did make a deal with the Eagles, but that trade was involving a second rounder for next year. So you have uh, the Saints in the market for a quarterback here. They have two first-round picks. There's some thought that they could move up early, jump the Seahawks or Panthers to get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. But if they stay put here at 49, they have to consider Carson Strong. I think he's taken over here not too far behind Matt Corral and separating himself a little bit from Sam Howell here as a more intriguing prospect. I know he's not the most mobile, but he has a pretty strong arm. If he can get those knees right there out of Nevada, I think he can be a very strong pocket passer. I think you look at the Saints with Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Those are the type of quarterbacks they're looking for. They're not looking for that Taysom Hill running type. They demoted him to the second string tight end. So Carson Strong fits more in what the Saints want in their system. It's just about distributing the ball. We saw how Drew Brees was the ultimate point guard all the way to the Hall of Fame in Canton. They're tired of not having a true successor to Drew Brees. Uh, Winston and Dalton seem a little piecemeal, especially with Winston coming off the knee injury. So it would not surprise me again as we dive right into a big offensive skill player if the Saints address quarterback, whether it's 49 or in the first round with one of their extra picks acquired from the Eagles. The next pick belongs to the Chiefs at number 50. They need some inside linebacker help. They have Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. They like those guys, strong side and weak side right now. But someone in the middle has to kind of upgrade what they have. We know they've uh, cycled through some guys, including Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson. But they need somebody consistent, can make a lot of plays. We know if you go to an Alabama inside linebacker, they tend to deliver results. We've seen it going back to Donta Hightower and just a bunch of guys like that. We know they have a lot of range, can make plays here. And when we look at a guy like Harris, a linebacker that makes a lot of plays, we have an IDP alert that this player can step in and make a lot of plays. We know what that happened to the ultimate level with uh, Fosado Luakon for the Falcons before he cashed in and got the big contract from the Jaguars. So some of these big tackle numbers are there as well as uh, some numbers in pass coverage and uh, with getting after the quarterback. So Christian Harris, number 50 to the Chiefs, is a 
what I have here. You look at the Eagles at number 51. They still have some picks here, of course, beyond not having the three first-rounders anymore. They need some help interior line. I think they need to stash some players here. Brandon Brooks has retired at the guard position, so they need to look at a guard. I think they also need to look at offensive tackle at some point for Lane Johnson on the right side. So a guy like here for the Eagles is Darian Kennard. I think he's a solid second-round pick for any team out of Kentucky. Interior blocker, for sure. He's not a guy that's going to play on the outside. But might have some swing tackle value at some point as a backup. But I think if he's going to be a starter in this league, I think Kennard at 51 overall makes a lot of sense for the Eagles. Now, another inside linebacker I like. Uh, we mentioned uh, Christian Harris, one of my sleepers here on the board. I like active guys that make a lot of plays. And the biggest thing that you see with these linebackers now, it's an almost an imperative if you're going to go pretty high in the draft, is how do they play in the passing game? Do they have good coverage skills? We know how important that is with teams spreading the field, using either 11 personnel or 12 personnel, that it's going to be a lot of responsibility there falling in the passing game. And we also need the Steelers to shore up their run defense. It was pretty bad last year. They brought back uh, Miles Jack. Well, brought him from the Jaguars. They also uh, re-signed Devin Bush here. So Miles Jack is a guy that... Uh, didn't play that well last year for the Jaguars. That's why they moved on with the Luicon. So we'll see. But the Steelers could still look for an upgrade on the second level. They could also play Jack on one of the outside spots. And maybe Devin Bush is more a specialty linebacker here. I, I think Bush has been rather disappointing as they've tried to replace uh, Ryan Shazier, who had that tragic injury there that cut short his career. Chad Muma could be more of that guy here at that spot at number 52. The Packers need some pass rush depth. They moved on from Zadarius Smith and that big contract. They do have Rashawn Gary, who they like, who's come on as a first-round pick. Preston Smith continues to plug away here. The other half of the Smith brothers they got uh, from the Beltway a few years ago in free agency. But Arnold Ibikite, we talked about David Ajabo, George Karloftis. There's a lot of guys with some freakish qualities here. Ibikite is a little bit more of a compact little uh, pass rusher here, but he has some qualities that Gary has and that should appeal to the Packers as maybe a situational contributor. So in this first group, uh, we have a couple active linebackers who could be there as value in IDP, one more quarterback and an offensive lineman, and the Packers still trying to have an impact defense here with Ibikite out of Penn State at 53 overall. All right, we still need to get through a, a few more picks here, to all the way through number 64 to put our bow on the second round in my analysis here. From a fantasy football perspective, again, you can check out this complete seven-round mock draft at sportingnews.com. And there's a lot of action we know on betting who will be the number one overall pick in the draft. That's interesting action when we're looking for more football. And we know the USFL is just around the quarter in, in the middle of April as well. Well, to get in on all this action, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds. As we go into the weekend, podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today to, and use your mobile device as well to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we'll continue our look at my second half of my second round mock draft there as part of my seventh rounder at SportingNews.com as we break things down from our fantasy lens here. First, again, I have to tell you, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're up at the number 54 pick, and now we're going to have a bit of 
a run here on Halls. So the Patriots are up at 54. The Cardinals are at 55. Both players taken are going to have the last name Hall, and these teams are going to go there, but totally different type of players. Logan Hall is the pick I have at 54. Remember, the Patriots have moved on from Chase Winovich. They got an option for linebacker in Mac Wilson, another Alabama product there, to maybe potentially replace Dante Hightower. So they could still look at that position later in the draft, but uh, once Harris and Muma are off the board, I think it makes sense to go with Logan Hall, a pass rusher out of Houston. Got a big, really thick body. He can play inside or outside. He's got that versatility. You know, that's the buzzword for any Bill Belichick draft pick defensively. They got to play multiple positions. They got to do different things. They got to be able to stop the run with their body and also get after the quarterback in certain situations. They need some compliment here to Matthew Judon, who's been a pretty good pickup for them from the Ravens there. So, I think the Patriots look at Logan Hall and having that opportunity there up front as a replacement for Chase Winovich here in 2022. The next pick is also a running back named Hall. Now, this is the first running back off the board. He's not my highest ranked running back, but for this particular team, he makes a lot more sense than Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. It's Brees Hall out of Iowa State. Now, this kid can fly. We saw this at the Combine. We know what happened to the Cardinals this offseason. They lost... Chase Edmonds in free agency. He was one of the first free agents to sign. He went to the Dolphins. They did bring back James Conner, but James Conner is more of that power back mold, a guy that has a lot of playing style similar to Kenneth Walker. So they need a change of pace, complimentary guy. This is a very good running team with the Cardinals uh, beyond Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury, that's what they want to do. They invest in their offensive line. They have the multiple tight ends back in Zach Ertz and Max Williams. So Brissol would be intriguing if he lands here. It's That's not our favorite, but... That tends to happen with these backs. They're all going to land in a committee. You know, there's no Najee Harris type where you can plug and play into a big situation. Now, there could be a James Robinson develop, but depending on injury there. But later in the draft, we saw that happen. James Robinson was even undrafted here. So we'll have to watch all the running backs that go. It just depends on the situation. And we know at least if Hall ends up with the Cardinals, he has some upside should something happen to Connor. All right, the Cowboys at 56. In their first-round pick, we had them go to Texas A&M for interior offensive line help. Now they would go for interior defensive line help. Some versatility there. They did lose Randy Gregory, Carlos Watkins up front. So DeMarvin Leal was the pick. Leal once was in consideration for the first round, I think, early in the process. But some people were concerned if he was a tweener. Does he fit in the right spots? So there's a little bit of an off-field issue with him with the with a pot-based arrest. That's not too big of a deal in the NFL right now, but... People have cooled off on Leo, but I still think he can bounce back as a second-round pick. There's also a chance of, there's some volatility with him where he can drop into the fourth round, but I've liked Leo for a while. I like those players that can play inside-outside. We saw that with Logan Hall at 54. So with Leo at 56, it makes a lot of sense here for the Cowboys to address that position. So they'll think about defensive line and offensive line pretty well here in Dallas with the Steven and Jerry Jones. At number 57 is an opportunity for the Bills. Like, this is not necessarily a need for them at all, really, the way that Devin Singletary played down the stretch. But the Bills, at this point, if they can get a corner in the first round, and they're playing with house money. Their team is loaded. There's no real holes here. The offensive line went through some things, but they also rebounded to make some moves. That would be another position they could look at. But here the value lies in Kenneth Walker. So if Walker lands here available on the board, think about it. The Eagles might be a spot at number 51, but I don't see the Saints extending here to take a running back. The Chiefs have got some running backs on their mind, but not right now with the addition of Ronald Jones behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So there's a chance here that Walker could slip all the way here 
to 57, and the Bills might have to jump on him. I know, again, Singletary was pretty productive last year, but he has durability issues. They've been disappointed in Zach Moss as a power back. Walker can do it all. That would be the greatest thing is that Walker can stay on the field consistently. But imagine Kenneth Walker playing off that passing game. Now we're talking. So, really, we want to see where Walker goes because I think he's this year's Najee Harris. He stands out as the top back as being a guy that can be a workhorse. I think, again, Brees Hall is a little bit more of a dynamic change of pace. I think Kenneth Walker is going to give you a little bit of everything. So it's really personal preference and personnel preference and scheme preference what kind of running back you want when you get here. This is usually the wheelhouse. I think Najee Harris was an exception. I think you're looking mid-second round to when you'll see the running backs come off the board here. So maybe a little bit earlier for Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, but this is where I feel more comfortable with. I'm a guy that I think there's a lot of supply at running back, not only in free agency and what teams have in their roster now, but also in this draft in itself where you don't have to reach for a running back if your team. You can find a specialist, especially if you're looking particularly for power or change of pace kind of dynamic receiving back. At number 58, I have uh, Travis Jones. He's a defensive tackle from UConn going to the Falcons here. The Falcons need to beef up their defensive line that's pretty big, important next to Grady Jarrett. they got to replace Aluakon at linebacker. So those are two of the priorities. But overall, the Falcons should also be looking at wide receiver. I did have them take Christian Watson there out of North Dakota State, a fast riser earlier in this round. They'll also have their eyes on other, like, scat-type wide receivers they can put in the slot with very limited uh, resources there without uh, Calvin Ridley on a suspension. No Russell Gage. Julio Jones is not coming back. So, again... Jones, however, they need somebody to be a linchpin here for Dean Pease to help uh, Grady Jarrett in this three-man front. So Travis Jones can certainly help in that capacity. Defensive tackle run as the Packers go back on the clock. Remember, they have this extra pick from the Devontae Adams trade with the Raiders. So 53 and 59 are on the board for them. So Fidarian Mathis, another guy from Alabama. So we had Christian Harris go to, at, to the Chiefs at 50 here. But Fidarian Mathis, maybe overlooked guy at front. He's not as dominant as some past defensive tackles. He's not necessarily Christian Barmore, but he can plug a hole and be effective. And keep in mind, you got Kenny Clark for the Packers at nose tackle, but it's been a little questionable with Dean Lowry and uh, Tyler Lancaster and some of those guys that they've brought along. So he could be a good fit here as a 3-4 end for them and maybe also help Clark in certain situations spell him there up front. All right, we have now looked through 59 overall picks in my Mock draft here at sportingnews.com. Check it out. The good stuff all around there that uh, you get into detail. So really dive into the first three rounds, get the comments, and that's why we're doing the first three rounds. That when you get to four through seven, it's more team preference there. So we still have uh, five more picks to talk about. One notable offensive skill position to look at in our final segment here on Locked on Fantasy Football. It's April. It's that time of the year where you can give up on your New Year's resolutions. I typically do, but not this year. It's easy for me to stick with it because I can eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I love eating Bilt Bars. And if you've tried the Puffs, if you haven't, you're missing out on one on Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Every bar you get from Bilt Bar covered in 100% real chocolate. That includes the Puffs. Low-calorie, high-protein. Make sure you replace your candy bars with these. They're better for you, and they're excellent uh, tasting as well. 
A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Check out the macros on most built Bars. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, packed with a lot of sugar, 30 grams, and dozens and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, these are just some of the flavors you can get from Bill Bar. They're also introducing new flavors all the time, such as white chocolate cookies and cream, which they had just a while back. They're always going to work about the taste, and they make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time at Built Bar. The only way to get in on Built Bar and all the great Built products, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, it's time to wrap up the show looking at the final five picks. This wraps up my second round of my seven-round mock draft. So a lot of analysis here for you, but we want to go in depth here as we inch closer to the NFL draft. It's going to be here sooner than we think. Uh, We know the second round is on April 29th. First round is on April 28th. So let's put the Bucks back on the clock at number 60. Now, they've been holding fort here to see if Rob Gronkowski would Turn, but he's taking his time making a decision here. So we're not sure what's going to happen with Gronkowski. He's really taking his time to wonder if he's going to come back. Even with Tom Brady back in the fold for the Buccaneers, we thought for sure Brady was gone, Gronk was gone. We thought Brady's back, Gronk is going to be back. But that hasn't been the case quite yet officially. I still think it's on the table. But they did move on from Will Howard. He signed with the Bills. You have Cameron Braid as your top tight end. So Jalen Weidermeyer, Texan AM. Some people were kind of torn on this guy. He had uh, Trey McBride as the sneaky first tight end going off the board. I like his complete skill set. Going to the Bengals as a bit of a luxury pick at the end of the first round if they stay on the clock there. The Bucks actually might need some help here with the depth on this team. So really it's about depth, stashing for the future here. And Cameron Brady's been pretty good, but Weidermeyer has some good athletic qualities. I think Brady might like throwing to him. I think he could be developed well. And even if uh, Gronk comes back in the mix, it's a guy that you can kind of groom a bit. So Weidermeyer, I think, uh, lost his way a little bit as a complete player. But Texas A&M, I mean, very good product out of the Jimbo Fisher's program. So I like Widermark quite a bit. He can do quite a few things here. I, I think he's more well-rounded, maybe not as dynamic in one area as people thought in the process, but pretty complete tight end that the Bucks can look at here at number 60 overall to help address that position. Now, the 49ers need some help, but they did not have a first-rounder here, so they need to look at the depth here. And uh, they need some help for one Nick Bosa, similar name here, some of the letters at number 61, Nick Bonito of Oklahoma. Now, this guy is a great cover guy. He can drop back as well. So he can do a lot of things for them. And there's a chance that he could play outside linebacker at some point for the 49ers. But really, I think he's more of a defensive and rotational guy right now to put in a jack-of-all-trades role to help Nick Bosa get after the quarterback. So he's versatile. I think he fits in a 3-4 or 4-3 Nick Bonito. I like him. Uh, the production is there. And just Oklahoma, the pedigree is also there. Number 61 overall to the 49ers. So good thoughts there. The Chiefs feel confident they can find other defensive backs. They're Chavarius Ward types here in this draft. They lost him in free agency to the 49ers. And then you also had uh, them have to replace Tyron Matthew with Justin Reed, the safety from the Texans. But they need a hybrid player. And Tariq Woolen can be that guy. I really like this kid. He's really risen up the board, so he has that versatility. We talked about Jalen Petre of Baylor going a little bit earlier. He can play multiple positions. We also have Marcus Jones of Houston, that nickel package guy that can translate into maybe being starting safety to have some impact. Again, Reed will start at safety, but they need a nickel that can 
emerge maybe to take over for Travaris Ward on the outside. They're good, good combination of size, coverage skills for inside and outside for Tariq Woolen here at number 62 to help the Chiefs make more plays. So between Christian Harris and Tariq Woolen uh, from that Dolphins trade for Tyreek Hill, pretty good haul here potentially for the Chiefs to help their defense. At number 63, the Bengals have a pretty good pass rush with Trey Hendrickson and one Sam Hubbard, but they need some help, some depth to get after the quarterback. We saw that uh, the Rams uh, were relentless in doing that. The Bengals could have maybe used a little bit extra pass rush help here and uh, really uh, put the game over the talk. But again, this is a very deep class of pass rushers. I talked about Benito. He's my top 10 last guy there, but there's a lot of good second round values here. So looking at Drake Jackson of USC, Drake London, his uh, teammate, the wide receivers, uh, kind of a uh, Dominated the spotlight for the Trojans here of late as his rise continues up the board to maybe challenging the big three wide receivers in this class. But Drake Jackson has been pretty good, and there's another player in the league actually plays for the Rams, (laughs) Dream Drake Jackson. So the Bengals, hey, they need a Drake Jackson as well, so he can get after the quarterback in different ways here. Good situational pass rusher first. I think that's where he needs to start. I think at one point he was perceived as a guy that can start on the outside right away, but I think Drake Jackson would be better served here waiting in, in... taking his time to get on the field on a regular basis. But yeah, the Bengals could use use his help here to really boost their edge pass rush. And finally, number 64, the Broncos need help. They parted ways with their first-round pick in the Russell Wilson trade. We also know they need some help opposite Bradley Chubb. They did get Randy Gregory, but again, situational pass rusher, you can never have enough of those. You need to have someone slide into that role here. So Gregory and Chubb are your uh, two guys on the outside. But Kingsley, J.J., Inegbare is a guy that they can look out out of South Carolina. So you look at Bonito, Drake, Inegbare, I mean, it keeps on going. I mean, I have an edge rusher there as a spoiler alert to start the third round of picks and then quite a few more going. So the second, third round, you have a little bit of a drop off from those guys in the first round. Still some pretty good values, but the edge rushers, again, starting with Logan Hall at 54, really rev up here to have a lot of good values here. So pass rush is a loaded position here for the edge. Some of these guys can also slide inside and be effective. So teams have to tap into it a little bit, even if they're going for depth over a really starting value here in 2022. So pretty good stuff here as we finish up our look at my second round, uh, here second half of that round. We will begin the third round, as I mentioned, our next show. So we'll hit... The third round in two parts, like we've done with round one and round two. Then we will look at a little bit of quarterback stock watch here to uh, close the week of shows there to, uh, next week. We'll have, again, abbreviated week there with uh, the holiday and Easter and uh, Good Friday coming up. So keep that in mind as a programming reminder, but plenty of uh, Locked On Fantasy football content for you to digest until then. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Again, uh, more Mock Draft Talk with my third round next. Now make your second listen to Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight analysis on college football prospects and the NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Just like Locked on Fantasy Football. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you on the other side on Monday with a continued look at my Mock Draft, round three.